0: Kia ora, this is Karen Hoverd, Local History Librarian, Pōkekoe Library. Drawing on Auckland Library's heritage collection and Franklin Local History, we share images and voices from the neighbourhood. Our exhibition, I Tato Hāpuri – The Voices and the People of Our Neighbourhood, is on at Franklin the Centre in the Public Gallery for the month of August. In this clip you will hear from people in our community past and present sharing their memories of Franklin.
1: Sometimes it's great to have places identified from old photos and oral history and sound recordings. In this interview, we can hear the school playground in the background. Mr. Bulkey and Mr. Pollock share early recollections of the shops on the main street of pokokoi This was recorded in 1961.
0: Oh, it was a little slab school down there where the uh,
2: power station is. Somewhere not far from where the church was? Mm. That was the first school.
0: Of course, I don't remember that.
2: No, time. no, you wouldn't. Pukekohe Main Street would have had some buildings, some Shop and the hotel would have been here, of course, in your very earliest recollections of Pukekohe.
0: Well, there was... Uh, I'd like me to tell you the buildings were in Public Court. I would indeed, Mr. Pollock. Well, there was uh, the hotel. And it was that, uh, the next one on uh, the southern side was uh, that 2 storey <coughs> place, which is still there today. And, no, I don't, I think it's been pulled down. Was Goodwin's boarding here? Uh, no, on the other side, I'll give you this side first. The next one was a little shop ran by Maxwell's. Then there was a little house with post offices. Well, the next one was Edinburgh Street Corner with a devil's there The top was a little shop run by uh, Four. And, of course, was uh, the I building, it came later. On the other side, there was, uh, there was no house from the railway to Goodwins. There on the Hall Street corner, uh, Wavespiss. Then on the other corner, there's little shop, which is now the famous trading. It was run by, uh, the first I remember there was uh, Taggart. It's the Tavis. And then a little further up, there was a camera shop with the National and the And then there was nothing else. They were building into the top of the street where
2: I should live. That's a witcher shop. Very good. Very good. The Ralsons, the old Mr. Ralson, owned the hotel before starting the big shop. Well, he was the, the second man thing. on the hotel. He was the second. Who was, as
0: far uh, as I remember, it was a man named Godkin, just the hotel. It was afterwards in the brewery hotel.
1: Recording in 1961, Bridget Keneally recalls what the streets were like prior to footpaths and needing to take clean pairs of shoes to go to Auckland.
2: You've seen some marvelous changes in around haven't you? Yes, indeed I have. I've seen some wonderful changes. And I, think when we'd be going to Auckland in the morning, we'd have to take our a clean pair of shoes with us and, and uh, change them at the station and leave them <laughs> at the waiting room and pick them up at night again because we'd be all get we couldn't keep them clean. We'd have to be almost hop stepping and jumping to get over the. The mud, That's and going down Queen Street and that, going down to the early train, you know. Right. That's right. When you recall. come to think of us now with all our lovely footpaths and that, it's lovely. I can recall having to cross the street yes. to customers with meat from James's Butcher Shop. That's right. You remember that. That's true, right.
1: right? I do. Mm.
2: <laughs> when it was just nothing but a sea of mud, the whole of King
1: Street.
2: All of mud,
1: yes, mm. indeed. Imagine a day before the motor car, and this recording from the 1961 Jubilee Celebration Project we hear from Mr Pollock as he describes the first motor car coming to Pukekohe and how they scared the horses.
2: Mr Pollock, perhaps you could tell me the first motor car that came to Pukekohe? Yes, that's about 1911, I
1: think.
2: Uh, it
0: belonged to... Come in there, no, there uh, were... See the here. It's a little weird bit of a thing, I don't know what breed it was, but uh, it uh, it used to get the steer of all the horses in the country. I remember one of the first things when it came before the borough council, was in connection at Molokai. The deputation waited on us to uh, do something about it. Scaring <coughs> all the horses and frightening all the kids and, and asked us to do something about it. Well, I remember quite well uh, if, uh, there was a resolution passed, they limit the motor car to ten miles an hour. But John Calmery, he sprang to his feet. and he was a member of the council, and said, that was ridiculous. Don't get your truck quicker than that. And anyhow, they fixed the mileage at uh, 15 miles. They have the record to be it down. But there was one, one good thing about it, that this little car, you could hear it a mile away <laughs> anyhow. So uh, it gave the pedestrians and a chance to take cover and the, uh, those inside of the horses get around the back street and all the rest of it. But it used to, it used to create quite a, quite a hubbub.
1: Len Brown joined the fire brigade in 1912. In this clip, he records the process and vote for funding the building of the fire station that in 1961 stood next to what was then the Borough Council Chambers.
3: I joined the brigade in March 1912. The first fire station we had was in an old wooden shed up by the Oldfellas Hall with an earth floor, no lighting of course, we had lamps there. No furniture, excepting a box that the secretary used as a table. They met every Thursday night. That didn't last that long, but it was just decided that they would build a fire station. So they held a hole in Pukikai for three different projects. And I can't remember what the other two were, but the one was for a fire station costing 300 pounds. Some of the business people opposed the loan because they considered that they were well insured and it didn't make much difference anyway if they got burned out. However, Some were more wise than that, and the pole was taken. And strange to say, it was the only pole that was carried. The other two missed out, you see. Now, that £300 was spent on a fire station which still stands over there alongside the old Weller Council chambers.
1: In 2005, Bruce interviewed Tony Waters about his recollections of Pokokoi and Waiuku. In this clip, he records some of the places in town, some of the social history influences of the time, like six o'clock closing, horses and carts, petrol restrictions during the war, and owning a motor car.
3: Give me some of your impressions of the town. Can you remember the town as it was like in the in the late 30s, say,
4: early 40s? The, yes, the 30, it was a compact town. There was never, it never seemed to expand, and there were empty sections in the shop. I remember like Dad Wallace Applies, it was opposite the National Bank, well, between his shop and um, the Methodist Church, there was just a vacant land, unused land, that section, right up, I think, till after the war. It seems funny, doesn't it? As you might say, almost in the main street. The hotel, fortunately, was down the end of the town, because um, with a six o'clock closing, especially during the Depression... It was, um, there were always drunks being hurled out of it, you might say, at night. And it was best probably where it was, down there by the wharf. Uh, the, so the te- uh, And um, there was a billiard saloon next to Arkell's bakery shop there. And there was always often a bit of trouble there, young people coming there. But, um, oh, there were horse and carts too, you know. A lot of people couldn't afford cars in those days. And even um, the cream was delivered to the White Butter Factory by horse and carts, some of them. Most of them did have trucks in those days, but some of them are still boarded in by uh, horse and carts. dray. I remember a chap, Somerville, came past our place every morning with two horses and a cart of cream. He bought it in from Otahi, but he lost the contract to a um, a trucky one one year and that was the end of the old horse and carts.
3: Or oh, did petrol restrictions during the war?
4: Yes. Now the petrol restrictions, I think they came about 42 or 43 but really um, in those days very few people drove to work. People walked to work, ride, rode road bikes and cars were more recreational Going to Auckland by car was a treat for us. Probably happened once a year, and um, I can remember my father would wouldn't go anywhere in the car for a few months, and he'd save up enough petrol from his coupons to get us to Auckland once every few months to visit relations. And those was always a thrill. Uh, but essential services, doctors, and um, what bakers or butchers and grocers who delivered their things all had a special petrol allowance. So there were plenty of commercial vehicles still going. Although the doctor, Dr. Howden had two cars. Well, the war realisation, it was the um, war emergency board took one of his cars, compulsory took it from him and bought it, of course, because they said, no, one car is enough.
0: To find out more about Franklin local history, go to Akura, heritage collections online or visit us at the library in
3: Pukakaui.